Hello. Rudy had his all-time overrated team, and he had Stockton. What? MJ. I know. I don't think what? Overrated. MJ. Mello. Porz- yeah. which I, I don't think Mello's overrated. Porzingis, which who is overrated, but not all-time. You don't think Mello's overrated? And then Shaq. What? I think... Uh, I don't think Mello's all-time overrated. Mello was really good in like 2012, 13. He was underrated. Yeah. I think, I think that he is like overrated overall, but I think that he is not quite as overrated. I think, I think it actually is showing that he's not overrated now that he has had a hard time finishing his career. Now he's not overrated. Yeah. I think, I think that goes to show that is proper properly rated because now people hate on him yes which if he was overrated people wouldn't do that i guess people thought mellow was great but people did people think mellow was better than Dwayne wade uh nick's fans did <laughs> maybe <laughs> but then i said i wish you had the guts to start kobe on this team and he's like you know it i know it don't feel like arguing it today <laughs> <laughs> dude kobe is i hate Way too many people casually bring him into the GOAT conversation like he was anything close to MJ or Michael Jordan or Kareem. Oh, stupid. He's the most overrated NBA LeBron player. Of time. Yeah, it's crazy. He was so inefficient. He didn't He's pass so- the ball. He's so bad. All right, Dylan, our next team is the Memphis Grizzlies. They drafted Desmond I'm Bain. stop you right there. This is a news fest. The Memphis uh-huh. Grizzlies got worse because they didn't get better. Everyone else in the West got better. Sorry. Sorry, Grizz. I'm sorry, Rudy. We love you. Kobe's overrated. All right. Next is the uh, defending Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat. They drafted Precious Achua, and then they re-signed Goran Dragic two years, $37.4 million. <laughs> Myers Leonard to uh, uh, two-year with a second-year team option for $18 million. Avery Bradley, two-year with a second-year team option for $12 million. And Maurice Harkless, one-year, $3.6 million. The only move I like out of any of that is Mo Harkless on a really, really small deal where he's going to have to take a lot of what Jay Crowder was doing. So he might be a little bit small for them, but maybe Jimmy will actually play a lot of more four for them when they're doing that small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Maurice Harkless is a perfect discount Jay Crowder. I think that is yeah. like, they really nailed that one. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, like, why even bother giving Myers Leonard and Avery, Avery Bradley like the fake two years as if they're not going to just immediately renounce whatever is going to happen? Because even if they don't get Giannis, they're not going to be those players aren't going to be on the team next year. Here's what he, here's what I will say about Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, <laughs> although he is weird and Trumpy, um, he does. He is a really good teammate. He is like always cheering. He's always like rooting on his guys. And he is so willing to start all year and then not play a minute in the playoffs, which is valuable because that takes <laughs> that takes a lot of load off fans. They will take dude. whatever they get. They don't yeah, care, dude. Yes, sir, no, sir. That way Bam doesn't have to guard centers all year long. And that like is just like saves his body a little bit. 
and then come playoffs, like he's not going to complain at all. I, I think I, I actually think this is low key a, a good signing only because he fits exactly what they need. But they already have, Ke- don't they still have Kelly Olynyk? Yeah, but they don't want Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is is not the same as Myers Leonard. Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard is actually an okay defender. Like he knows where to be. He's a really um, loud communicator on the court. He's like always shouting out. Kelly Olynyk just puts up fucking insane shots. And you, you've watched Kelly Olynyk play, right? It's like one of the most frustrating things. I mean, I've watched. I've I've had to watch Kelly Olynyk play in every single Eastern Conference Finals for the last <laughs> twenty five years. Of course, yeah. I've watched Kelly Olynyk play. It's so frustrating to watch him, man. <laughs> he's he's played so many important playoff minutes. Why? I don't, he, I don't know. He tore the shoulder out of its socket of Kevin Love. He ruined the 2015 Cavs chances. Dude, yeah. Um, the Heat, though, the, I don't think they got any better. I, I think they did get worse because they lost Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr., who yeah, played important got- wing minutes for them. We'll see. I, I'm a big, big believer in the Heat out of nowhere, guys. They've got Casey Akpala. Maybe Precious Achua can like come in and make a difference right away. Um, they, they'll, like, they'll, they'll, they'll find someone. To me, Precious is just so one for one with Bam. Except maybe they offensively, I don't know. Maybe they see him as more one for one with Derek Jones. Um, you think and, he's and, like wing for them? I think that he can. He's he's quick enough. He's got enough foot speed to to keep up with wings at the same rate that Derek Jones can. Like I don't think Derek Jones is like a particularly good defender. He is just very athletic and long, and so that like boosts his defensive floor and i think precious Achua can come in and fill a lot of the same roles pretty quickly i mean that guy's got the power forward's body he's like probably 230 240 yeah he's thick but he's quick go go watch him a little bit because he he is really quick and he he moves his feet really really well yeah no i mean i've i've watched a lot of his highlights because I was excited about him for the Timberwolves. I just don't think that that's a good, I think that they had other picks that they could have made. I think it wasn't Sadiq or maybe Sadiq was already taken by then. No, he got taken right before that, but our pick for them, Tyrese Maxey was available. Yeah. I think that they could have gone with a lot of guys. Goran Dragic is way overpaid for them. They got oh way yeah. overpaid. Goran Dragic might not even be on the court. Like he's, yeah. been, he's had so many injuries over the years and like, yes, he, he was essential for their offense in the bubble. He just isn't consistent enough. But, you know, they kept their books clean for the 2021 offseason, and we won't be saying they got worse when they signed Kawhi Leonard next year. So. That's true. And and if <laughs> in comparison to a lot of the other contenders, did they get that much worse? No. So nah. good for them. The, the, the Celtics probably got worse. So All right. Speaking of worse, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they drafted Jordan Nuara out of Louisville and Sam Merrill. I think he went to Utah. He was the 60th pick. He's a straight shooter. Then they filled out their bench with uh, Bobby Portis on a one plus one. DJ Augustine, three for 21. The same contract that uh, Hernan Gomez signed, but without the option. Yeah. Uh, they got Bryn Forbes for two years, Tory Craig, and they re-signed Pat Connaughton, three for 16. And of course, they traded Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, plus all of their picks for Drew Holiday. They attempted to sign and trade with Bogdan Bogdanovich, but that fell through. They got worse, take, right, Dylan? I take no. They got better. Whoa! Take, they got so lucky that they didn't take Bogdan Bogdanovich. I really do think that they got very lucky for that. I think I think Bogdan. Everybody was saying 
all the all the pundits, the national pundits were saying, oh, the Lakers need to trade for Bogdan. Everybody needs to take Bogdan. He's going to be so great. He could be a secondary creator for a team, blah, 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 blah. I just, he wasn't even, arguably wasn't even the second best player on the Kings last year. I mean, in terms of advanced stats, he was fourth, very clearly fourth on that team. And he played a lot for them. Mm -hmm. So the idea that he's just going to come in and now be the fourth option on a championship team, I don't buy it. I really don't. And when you're talking about a team that not only is he going to be the fourth option, but that's out of six total players, you don't want that. You don't want to have to rely on Bogdan or nothing. Uh, but now instead of that, they can get some offense or they can get some offense from DJ Augustine. They can get some offense and some defense from Bryn Forbes who can run a little bit of the offense, shoot some threes and also play some good defense, especially against some smaller players. And, uh, and I think he'll fit really nicely next to Drew Holiday. It's not as much size maybe as a Bogdan, but, uh, it's going to give them a lot better point guard, probably defense than Bogdan would have given you. And then you have Tory Craig, who is going to give you way, way, way better forward defense than Bogdan could ever give you. And he's going to be off the bench and he's going to be just fine in that, in that bench rotation with DJ Augustine providing some defense for them, some ne very necessary defense for that second line that they have, they've got going. And then they got Pat Connaughton who could, who could fit in anywhere with them right there. Pat Connaughton could start for them and also DV could start for them. I know that they're not, they're, afraid of being as deep as they were last year, but they kind mm -hmm. of also need that in a way. I, I think that relying on not having that many players is risky, especially, I know you said that the buyout market is a little bit more intriguing for the bucks than maybe signing for the full year because they're a mid market team. But I personally think that they can't rely on the buyout team, especially when the buyout no. team, other buyout teams are in such favorable locations. Yeah, here's here's what I'll say about the Bucks. I I think that Bobby Portis as your backup center that's concerning to me, um, especially knowing backup center though. Who? Giannis. No, he's not. He doesn't play center for that team. But he but he can and he should. <laughs> but he won't. He but, will. He but, will. No, he won't because Budenholzer doesn't do that. Like we, I'm, I'm, I am working off the evidence that I've seen from Mike Budenholzer and Mike Budenholzer doesn't play Giannis more than 30 minutes a game. And he doesn't play Giannis at center. <laughs> well, if he, if they were going to have six players on that team, then they would have been in deep shit. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned about Bobby Portis as your backup center. I, I think DJ Augustine and Bryn Forbes. quarter of his minutes at center last year. I understand that he can play center. I'm talking about Giannis. He played a quarter of his minutes. He played 35% of his minutes in the playoffs at center. Okay, good to know. Good to know. 35%? 35% in the playoffs. Hmm. And 24% and in the regular season. Okay. Okay, He's that's cool. Center. I think Bobby Portis is actually just fine as a, as a pairing with Giannis because Giannis is going gonna, is gonna to protect the rim at that point. Okay, well, period. I think Bobby Portis is really bad. I like DJ Augustine. I don't know how much he's got left in him. Bryn Forbes and Torrey Craig are both very one-dimensional players, which, I mean, they can play a role, which is good. I, I, I like those pickups. I've questioned how much better Drew Holiday is than Eric Bledsoe. Like, I think that Drew Holiday is better than Eric Bledsoe. I'm just not sure he's that much better. And they mortgage their... I think he is, though. 
when the game slows down, when it's more about size, when it's more about strength and more about gutting out close wins, you want Drew Holiday every time. Yeah, I, I just here's my thing is that I, I don't think that they were that close to an NBA championship last year. And I don't think they got better enough to get any closer and they mortgaged their whole future for it. I don't think they got better enough in the regular season, but I think that they got, I think that they still are a contender. I think they're a top three team in the league. And you know, I also think that drew holiday straight up right now is better than Chris Middleton. And the reason why Chris Middleton has made the all-star game last year and the year before is because he's in the East and he's playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So we'll see. Maybe Drew Holiday will actually take a step back in the offense and Chris Middleton will still be getting the amount of usage that he's gotten so far. But if they're both given equal opportunity, I think I'd rather have Drew Holiday than Chris Middleton right now. I think he could make an all-star team over Chris Middleton. I don't think I disagree with that. I think that I, I think that they are probably closer to like the same level of player than like saying that one is better than the other. Um, they've both only made one all-star team. So <laughs> there's that. No, he made it 2019 and 2020, but okay. I still, those were, I guess those... I'm just really wrong about the bucks. Um, <laughs> no, I did, but I mean, he, those were the, both of those selections were because of Giannis because Giannis made that team so good. They won so many regular season games that they're like, they have to have two all-stars, you know, here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think that, I think that where we disagree is I don't think the bucks actually got worse. I just don't think that they made the moves to get better enough. Um, whereas I, I, it sounds like you think that they did get better enough to like give themselves a better chance at winning. Where was it happening though? Cause I don't think Bogdan would have made them better enough. Um, I'm not sure where it was happening, but I just, I wouldn't have given up my whole future for Drew Holiday. <laughs> you know, like I'm waiting on a trade. I'm waiting on a trade. We'll see what happens. I mean, the, the only thing they can trade is Dante. What do you mean? Why can't That's they, all... why can't they trade after a certain amount of time? Whenever the trade restrictions are lifted, on I guess. Yeah. Augustine. Sure. Sure. But I don't know how much, like, what are you getting for Dante and Pat Connaughton? I'm just saying they have a lot more options than they did if they were going to go with Bogdan. Yeah, I think they're worse than if they went with Bogdan, though. But we disagree on that. Let's move on. Yeah, we'll see how good Bogdan is for the Hawks. I think they're the, better. The New Orleans Pelicans uh, drafted Kyra Lewis Jr. They signed Willie Ernan, Billy Hernan Gomez to a uh, one-year minimum. And they traded, essentially, Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. And a bunch of picks. Snooze. All right. The New York Knicks drafted Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly. They signed Austin Rivers, three for 10, New Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, one for six, Alfred Payton, one for five. Good for Nerlens and Alec Burks. And, and also, Rivers. and well, I think, I don't think Austin Rivers is that there are a lot of non guarantees in that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. That's yeah. cool. All right. Oklahoma City Thunder, they drafted Alexej. Pokashevsky? I think it's just Alexi. Maybe. I have no I, idea. Because <laughs> I, I think that that's how... I And I mean, it's so tough to get it from the Cyrillic or whatever, but I think it's Alexi. Alexi Pokashevsky. Um, Theo Maladin and Vit Krejci. I have no oh. idea who that is. Uh, and they made 
a billion trades. Um, <laughs> one of them was Steve Adams for essentially George Hill, Darius Miller. I wrote Darius Hill on our sheet, but it's Darius Miller, Kendrick Williams, and some picks. Then they essentially took Dennis Schrader, Terrence Ferguson, and Chris Paul and turned them into Al Horford, Trevor Reza, Ty Jerome, Alexei Pukashevsky, Theo Maladin, and uh, four future firsts from several different teams. At some point, you're going to have to start a team. Just at some point, Sam. I do want to say this about Steven Adams. I don't think that Steven Adams is in the right place in New Orleans. I don't know what New Orleans is doing about that. (laughs) However they got any value out of that Steven Adams contract, good on them for that. But yeah, at some point you're gonna have to put a team together. This is this is now we're starting to get into crazy, crazy times. Is Alexi gonna start <laughs> at center for them now? Oh my god, I really hope so. No, Trevor Rees is gonna start at center. Or not, <laughs> not Trevor Reza, sorry. Al Al Horford no, is gonna start at center. Back. Trevor Reza. You take that back. Trevor Reza is <laughs> Dude, I'm falling apart. This is this has been going on for 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 a while now. I'm falling apart. Um, yes, Trevor Reza is going to start a center. No, look, here's what I will say about Stephen Adams: is that New Orleans got Stephen Adams for literally nothing. So I I will give them that because they sent George Hill, who is the best player in that, who they got from Drew Bledsoe, and they got a bunch of other picks. So like, <laughs> I think Drew Bledsoe. Oh God, Eric Drew Bledsoe Holliday or Eric Bledsoe. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what i've listened to several podcasts this week where people have said drew bledsoe so yeah there's there's nothing wrong with it it's it's totally normal when drew holiday and eric bledsoe are right next to each other anyway um so actually good yeah, asset play by new orleans i don't think it's good for basketball but as far as assets go i think they did a good job absolutely they did a good job with assets they got way worse and Good for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I guess. The biggest loser here is Shea Gilgis Alexander because who is he playing with besides Al Horford? No one. He doesn't, know. He doesn't even know if he's playing with Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He Al could Horford be- seems. You know what? Al Horford could be a low key buyout candidate. He's got a lot left on his contract. Yeah, but, but he it- might hate it there. Yeah, if he's miserable, he might just be like, you know what? I've made a lot of money in my career. I want to go play for Milwaukee and win a title. Ooh. Would you rather have Al Horford over Bobby Portis, Chalanga? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Orlando Magic. They drafted our guy, Cole Anthony. And then for their free agents, these, this is actually really excited, Dylan, their free agents that they resigned. So uh, why don't you let me read all of the free agents before making me move on? Yes! They... <laughs> all right, <laughs> moving on. Moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers. They drafted, they actually had a pretty good draft. They drafted Terry Spaxley, Isaiah Joe, and Paul Reed. Um, all kind of raw, rough players with some pretty good upside. Then they signed Dwight Howard for some reason. Uh, and they traded Josh Richardson for Seth Curry. Dylan, what do you How think? I need to, I I know I highlighted this in red, so we're not supposed to talk about it, but I want to say how far have things fallen that now Josh Richardson is traded for Seth Curry. He was going to be traded for Jimmy Butler at one point in his career. He was traded for Jimmy Butler at one point in his career. Oh, I guess that also is true, but he that was, was a sign of trade piece of the Timberwolves. Yeah. The Timberwolves trade. Good on Tibbs for getting Rocco in that deal and, and Sharich. Yeah. I think this is, um, 
I think Josh Richardson is a better player than Seth Curry, but Seth Curry has the skill that the 76ers need. Absolutely. Like so. it's the exact same thing. He's playing the exact same role as um as he was with Luca as he is with Ben Simmons. So yep. that's a move that says to me that they are trying to build around Ben Simmons and not trying to trade him no matter how much Bill Simmons thinks that Ben Simmons is going to Houston. But maybe the maybe the Dwight Howard signing is a maybe they're going to trade uh, Joel. No, I'm kidding. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, oh, and they got Danny Green Dwight as well. Actually, signed that contract once he's actually out on the court. Yeah, the 76ers also got Danny Green from uh, Oklahoma City via LA or from LA via Oklahoma City um, for Al Horford, which <laughs> is a much better fit than. Paul Horford was. So once again, they got worse players, but they fit better for what they're trying to do. I think they got better. I do too. Even though they got less talented, they got better just because of the fit. Phoenix Suns. (laughs) They drafted Jalen Smith. They signed Jay Crowder three for 30 million. That's their mid-level for three years. Dario Saric, three for 27 millions. And they signed Damian Jones, another center. Of course, beautiful. Um, They also traded Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio and a 2022 first for Chris Paul. I think they got way better. I didn't. I thought that they got better. And then when they signed Jay Crowder, I was like, okay, now they have no holes. Now this is a playoff team until further notice. I'm not locking them like Cholenga did, but Jay Crowder is a big move for a team that needed a four that could guard other fours. I don't think Cam Johnson's that for you. Dario Sharch isn't going to be playing lockdown defense for you but jay crowder has proven he's not going to win you any championships but he will get you to an eastern conference finals berth almost every year as a starting power forward slash small forward he will guard the bigger guys the bigger well he won't get you there but he won't hinder you from getting there right right right. no yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's not gonna lead them i just mean like (laughs) that's adequate for them is all that's an adequate starter for them at this point. Absolutely. And I think their one hole is backup center because I don't believe in Jalen Smith or Damian Jones to fill that role. And I don't believe in Dario Saric as a backup center either. But I think that that is we're going to be seeing Dario Saric playing a lot of five for them, unfortunately. Probably. So they definitely are a flawed team, but they are. I'm still having them playoff lock and they got way better. Oh, God. They're a, they're a playoff probable. <laughs> All right, and looking at this list, this looks like the last team we're going to talk about because you snoozed on the rest of the teams. And this last team is the Portland Trail Blazers. They didn't draft anyone, but they signed Derek Jones Jr., two for 19. They got Rodney Hood on a two minus one for 21 million and Carmelo Anthony on what appears to be a one-year deal. The money is not um, out yet that I've seen. Uh, Then they traded Trevor Reza for Robert Covington. And Mario Hazonia for Ennis Cantor. This is a good Holy shit to end it on because they had the best offseason of any team in recent memory. They made so many moves, and every single one of those moves helped them win games, except for the Carmelo Anthony signing. I mean, they well, turned Mario Hazonia, who is nothing for them, into who literally Ennis. cannot play. He can't literally. play. Literally, wait, what happened? Did he, he, uh, what was, what did he do this year that, that was like someone said, like maybe Nate Duncan said that that proved that he knows that he can't play in the league? He, t- oh, he picked up his player option. That's what happened. He picked up his player option at like the minimum. 
and and uh and yeah so that was a smart move and yeah. now they got Ennis Cantor who's like a serviceable backup center for them and played so well for them in 2019 in the playoffs mm-hmm. you got Robert Covington who is an actual three or four for them that they've been missing for the last three years and then they have Derek Jones Jr. who's going to be a backup version of that who's going to play amazing defense for them as well and shoot the three and be serviceable in other part aspects of the game for them. Uh, I see him as like the Aminu signing, s- similar to the Aminu signing. I mm-hmm. see him as similar to the Mo Harkless for them. Like he's going to be awesome for them. And Rodney Hood is a little bit overpaid. Yes. But you, as you have it written here, I guess there's a team option on that for the second year of his $21 million deal. Yep. So, uh- he played really well in 2019 as well. So maybe he can find something in his game. And and do you think he's going to start over Derek Jones Jr.? Um, I think that Mello and Covington will start and Hood and Jones will come off the bench. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's what I assume. And like 10.5 million for Rodney Hood is good when he's playing. He's had a he's had a hard time staying healthy, but he is definitely worth 10.5 million as a healthy player. Um, the thing that the the trailblazers did here is they got versatility and last year that was the biggest thing they were missing they could only play one way and if that way didn't work against the team they were playing they were likely going to lose that game um but this year they've got three different big men options in Nurkic, Collins and Cantor with different skills um but can all play in that drop system defensively that they play they've got lots of options on the wing and of course, they still have McCollum and Lillard, who are you know all stars. I guess McCollum's never made an all star team, but he's a near all. He's an all star all star talent. If he was in the East, he'd be a multi time all star. Um, I, I love there, this. Is there any way that Carmelo plays like fifteen minutes a game for them? Hopefully, please, please. You know, I think my hope is that Portland has treated Carmelo well enough that he is willing to make some sacrifices and I would guess his game is probably going to continue to take steps back. And now that he's 36 turning 37, I would guess I I would, I would hope that he is uh, made a, had a change of heart or maybe he's 35 turning 36. Hopefully he's had a change of heart and is willing to play some bench minutes, reduce his role a little bit. Um, Especially since Portland, that he's they've given him a home to end his career. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he can sort of uh, assuage to what the coach wants him to do, what uh, Terry, Terry Stott wants him to do. I so. hope that by the end of this year, Derek Jones Jr. is starting. At least, like I don't know, if you're gonna start Carmelo Anthony, do it like in the sense that JaVale McGee was a starter during the year, and just don't play him that many minutes, but just let him start the game. But when you finish the game. Derek Jones Jr. needs to be on the court with them just for his defensive versatility, and they need that, his length. Yeah, my fear is that Zach Collins has a better chance to start than Derek Jones Jr., oh. unfortunately. Oh, God. Um, He's a backup five, though. Well, I, they played him at a lot of four last year, and granted, I feel like some of that was out of necessity, but I, I also think that they just like have a different view on what he is than... I do. <laughs> I disagree. I think that they did that out of necessity. I think Terry Stotts knows what the F he's doing. I am doubling down on Portland Trailblazers. They will have the best record in. Yes. Let's go. They're going to be the number one seed heading into the 2021 playoffs. 
I don't go. care. I don't care that we had them as their number one seed last year. I thought that Nurk was going to be healthy last year at some point, closer to the beginning of the season. And now that. I saw him, he looked really good in the bubble. I mean, pretty good. Like the only thing that didn't look good about him was he started sweating 10 minutes into every game. Uh, but he was giving it all for 30, 40 minutes, however long he was playing. And if he can get his conditioning back up to where it needs to be, and I think he can, uh, I think he was just, you know, tired from coming back from basketball after over a year. Uh-huh. Of not playing. I think this is the number one seed in the West in the regular season. I'm not picking them to, uh, they might mm-hmm. lose their first round against the Suns. They Yikes. might first round game, but right. I, I want them to win 60 games this year. Whoa. Oh, wait, no, 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 no way. No way. 60 times 72 divided by 82, whatever that is. That's still an insane amount of games still in, but I love it. Thank you for listening to the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. Music for this show is featuring Theo Langison, my brother. I haven't oh. asked him yet, but I'm sure he'll say yes. Oh, so this is my the second of my brothers that's been featured on the pod. You got to give love to the fam first. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CND pod on Twitter at CND pod for Chalanga and Dylan. Send us an email at coast to coast MBA pod at gmail.com. Um, I have a story up uh, at zonecoverage.com right now. Anthony Edwards is a small forward. He is. I did the research and I can guarantee it is. Dylan, you have an article. I think he's a small four. Hey, that's what's up. Dylan, you have an article out now or coming out soon? Whatever it is, the article's coming out on Thursday, I think. Ah, sick. We can't wait. All right. Um, Thanks so much. We love you all. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Um, We need the listens. If if we get enough listens, some good things are going to happen for us. And uh, we just need you guys to make that happen, okay? Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're React Andes now. Another year older You've lived a life of twists and turns Winters are colder A bitterness that you've surely earned When you breathe out your breath spells fortunes Dancing in the wind You don't get credit for a year Till you live Strong.
your lights exploding in the rearview mirror. You don't know a choice is a mistake till you made it. Blow out the candles on another year.